Hi, everyone. Welcome to Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, Travis Scott. How's it going out there? Welcome. I mean, I hope you're doing well. Gotta be doing better than Travis Scott right now, right? I mean, that man is a sick, stupid genius, maybe? I'm thinking the more this goes on, the more he's kind of uh, kind of knows what he's doing. I thought it was like, you know, this idiot in the beginning because he's, you know, all these people died and there's more people still dying or fighting for their life from Astral World and the Stampede and all that. You know about the story. But meanwhile, he's at first I was like, oh, he's taking no responsibility. He's dodging it. He's being a real scumbag. But then I'm like, no, no, no. He's being a genius. That's what he's doing. So this might be the first and earliest leave that person alone, Travis Scott. Wow. Right out the gate, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, I'm obviously your host, Mike Feeney, being joined right now by my trusty producer, uh, Nicole Lyons. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And I got to get into this Travis Scott thing. Uh, we'll talk about the drink in a second. But I am obsessed with this because... Not only is he not taking responsibility, but he's also able to make money off this, which I think is so genius. Here's some things that I've been reading that he's doing. Uh, Travis Scott offering a free month of a therapy app for any of the people who are at the show who are experiencing PTSD and some sort of trauma. Because, as you know, deep emotional trauma uh, and PTSD is is curable in 30 days or less. So that's pretty great. And then also, after the 30 days, anybody who forgets to cancel their free trial membership, Travis Scott gets 15% right off the top. How genius is that? Monetizing the mentally unwell. That's what America's all about. That's what I think, you know? What else is he doing, Mike? Is he doing anything else? Oh, yeah, he is. He's offering people their money back who went to the show. What a nice guy he is. The man's offering, if you if you spent, you know, hundreds, maybe a thousand dollars on tickets, don't worry, he's gonna refund you. And sure, there's a little tiny part in the contract of getting your money back that says that you, can, you can't sue or proceed with any litigations whatsoever, so you're basically just taking an incredibly cheap buyout for your money back. But that's not his problem, that's your problem, you know? Because Travis Scott, he's slippery. He's not, nothing's sticking to him, you know? He's like, uh, he's rubber. Is, is that People go, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever bounces off me sticks to you. How, is rubber not a sticky substance? I feel like rubber, if I took a rubber ball and I put glue on it, it's gonna get stuck to stuff, isn't it, Nicole? Yeah, but because you put glue on it, like I don't think rubber on its own is sticky, sure, like an eraser. Is, no, rubber's not inherently sticky, but neither is a guitar. But you know what I mean. But that doesn't mean that things can't stick to guitars if you put sticky stuff against them. You know. Um, another thing that I love about this Travis Scott thing, I mean, between the between the the charging and getting a cut of the therapy app, and then sneakily getting people to not be able to sue by getting a refund. He is making money off off the back end of a tragedy. I mean, you know the type of, 
dare I say, entrepreneur that it takes to do that. He's on the same level as the guys who were selling 9-11 t-shirts at Ground Zero, you know? You remember those people? They were selling 9-11 hats and t-shirts and they put like a Freedom Tower and Never Forget. And then some of them were like, this is going towards like the firefighters and the charities of the... It wasn't. It was going right in their pocket. And that's, again, that's America at its core. That's capitalism. That's entrepreneurship. That is, that's everything you want to see. And that's why I'm saying leave that person alone, Travis Scott, because, you know, on the surface, sure, he's a scumbag. But if you think about it, I mean, did you, I don't, Nicole, did you read this? He's still doing his tour? No, I didn't see that. This is great. Now this, I, I just read about it and I'm, I'm like very, ex- I'm thinking about going to this. He's still, he's still doing his tour. His next show is going to be at Madison Square Garden. It's already sold out. They sold double the amount of tickets that occupancy allows in Madison Square Garden. So it's going to be so packed. And they said to, I'm reading this quote here, to ensure the quality of the performance, obviously, because they're trying to take a page out of the Astro World book, they are going to lock everybody who goes in inside Madison Square Garden. So once you come in with all the double the amount of people, they're going to lock the doors in, and then they're going to start a huge fire inside of Madison Square Garden. And here's the thing. Thousands of people will die. It's going to be an absolute national tragedy. But anybody who survives, the few that manage to, you know, climb over the burning bodies and rubble, all they'll be talking and all they'll be tweeting about is Travis Scott. I mean, how genius is that? Every single tweet's just going to be like, oh, Travis Scott killed 8,000 people. Oh, he laughed as we all burned alive. The smell of flesh will haunt me for the rest of my life. He will be trending for weeks. And that, my friends, is entrepreneurship. That is how you stay in the public eye. And then that's when we're going to launch his joint venture with McDonald's. He's going to introduce a partnership and he's going to have a new menu item called Travis Scott's Fiery Inferno Nuggets. And that really is going to take off. It's a limited time offer, but I think they're going to move some units. So good for you, Travis Scott. I look forward to watching the Madison Square Garden burn to the ground with everybody inside of it. So welcome to the show, everyone. I'm coming in hot. Hot like Madison Square Garden when Travis Scott burns everyone alive. Um, what am I drinking? Speaking of hot, today's drink is not just only a Mike's classic margarita. We're adding a little twist today. So you know what we got. We got the fresh lime juice. We got the agave nectar. We got the tequila. We got the Grand Marnier. And also, we got fresh jalapeno from my little terrace garden, muddled inside there for just a, just a peak of heat. You know, just a little baby peak of heat. I don't like spicy drinks. Matter of fact, I hate spicy drinks. But this, I think, is, strikes a good balance. What do you think, Nicole? It's great. And I definitely appreciate the farm-to-table aspect of you, like, harvesting the jalapeno <laughs> yes. from your own garden for the yes. drink. Yes, I am, I am a harvester. I am a man of the soil, you know? That's who I am. Mm. So this is, this is crazy. How do you feel about Do you like Travis Scott? I mean, I go either way. Like, I think that, like, obviously, sicko mode's a banger. Sure. But outside of that, I'm not like a stan or anything. Yeah. Are you going to be at Madison Square Garden? Um, I'd love to go with you if you're looking for, you know, like a ride or die situation. If you could, if you could, maybe we can monetize that. If you could film it as we're trying to escape. You remember that fire that happened in like some nightclub 
somewhere where there was like they overpacked it and then they set off like pyrotechnics and then the place caught on fire and everyone couldn't get out and there was like all this cell phone footage of like people like trying to crawl and climb out and stepping on each other's heads in order to survive that's what we're gonna do in manhattan i think um it's gonna be great i'm looking forward to it but there's so much going on in the world i can't just stay on travis scott for one thing we got to move on to some other people in the news like Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Boy, oh boy, what a fall from grace. Aaron Rodgers got COVID, and then he, he lied about being vaccinated. Back in August, he said he was immunized, which is a fun, like, somehow loophole to saying you're, you're not inoculated, you're immunized, which is not the same thing. Um, but here's the best. He gets called out for lying. And there's all these different protocols in the NFL. Like if you're not vaccinated, you got to you got to practice with different teams. You can't go out. You got to there's all these different things. He's been ignoring all of them. So he's getting in trouble and he's getting fined. But he's goes on and starts doing these interviews where he blames all of this attention on cancel culture. And that is maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life to just. It's not even, there's not even a correlation between the two of them, but his exact quote was, I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob. And that is, I mean, Travis Scott should take a play out of his book, shouldn't they? He should be like, listen, a bunch of people got trampled to death and everyone's mad at me. And it's just this goddamn cancel culture coming after me. You know, this woke mob won't leave me and the dead bodies alone. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that, Nicole. I think I'm going to use that as long as I can. I'm going to start using everything. Sorry, I was speeding, officer. The woke mob is hot on my tail. So I got I had to do 75 in, in a 30, you know? I'll be like, hey, sorry, I farted in this elevator. Cancel culture. You know, you just got to just, you got to work it into things. And that'd be very fun, you know? It's a good defense because mostly no one knows how to respond. Yeah, because it's like nobody likes cancel culture. Even the people who are canceling people don't consider them cancel culture. That's why, like, you know, um, people that live in parts of Brooklyn that are like hipsters, they never would refer to themselves as a hipster because that would be anti-hipster, you know? So they, it's like nobody wants to say they're in the cancel culture woke mob, even the ones that are in that. So I think that's what I'm going to start doing. Any excuse I have, if I'm running late for something, I'm going to be like, sorry, cancel culture. It's a nightmare out there. You saw Twitter. And then that'll be what I do. <laughs> and that'll be great. So, you know, cheers to cancel culture. Nicole, I feel like I'm coming on hot today. Yeah, really, really, really strong entrance with the topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got more. I, got, I wrote so many pages of things that we're going to fly. We're going to fly, baby. And I'm going to reset... You know, I feel like sometimes I get all excited and I'm antsy and I'm running around. So I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to slow it down for a bit. Let's switch over to a slow jam because another thing that's happening that I, I could not believe was real. But against all odds, it is, which is that Arby's. Arby's, you know, the fast food chain you went to once because there was nothing else around. Arby's is making a French fry flavored vodka. Hey, Arby's, you're doing too much. All right, go ahead and stop. All right, because when I 
drink my vodka, I always tend to think, you know, sure, this tastes swell, but I want more of that deep fried grease flavor in my mouth as I'm drinking it. That's always been my problem with vodka. And here's the thing about Arby's. It's not even the thing you do well. It's French fry. That's not even what you're known for. Your slogan is literally Arby's. We have the meats, you know, so you should not Arby's. We have the meats and the fries and the French fried flavored vodka. That's not a thing. If anything, they should be doing a roast beef flavored vodka. That's something I could get behind that. I would I would still hate it, but I'd be less angry. You know, like this, this French fry flavored vodka is an idea that you come up with at a drive through at 3 a.m absolutely shit-faced. That's the only conceivable way that this must have got greenlit is being like, wait a minute, I, I don't want to stop drinking while I'm eating. I wish there was something I could do about this. Wait a minute, I've got it. And then away they go. But I didn't even think that Arby's could, what are they going to sell? Are they going to sell it at Arby's? Is it going to be a drive around? Let me get a number three and a handle of your best french fry flavored vodka, give me extra hot sauce on the side. Like what is, how is it gonna be? Are you gonna go, imagine going to a liquor store and picking out vodka and then being like, we got Svetka, we got Absolute, we got Tito. You know what? I'm gonna go with Arby's. <laughs> Arby's french fries. Yum. I mean, I, I cannot believe, the only way I see this taking off is as a gag gift. You know, like you give it to somebody because it's so awesomely bad, they can't do anything but laugh. And then maybe it's like a, like smearing off ice, like icing a person. You'd be like, ha ha, you got it, you dumb dick. Now you have to take a shot of the greasy potato vodka that it is and stuff, which is, you know, maybe that could be a whole life. Maybe that'll be a trending thing on Barstool. You know, the, that'll be a fun, you got Arby's or something. I don't know. We're working on the hashtag. But I, I, don't, I don't see it doing well. Um, but maybe that's, maybe I just don't have the vision. Nicole, what do you think? I have a couple questions for you on this, actually. Mm -hmm. So the first one, I just thought of Arby's has like only weirdly spicy curly fries, right? Like that's their French fry. I get, is that, is that what it, I, I haven't, I've been to an Arby's, I mean, if three times, that's a lot in my life. Were you an Arby's regular? <laughs> no. Do I you mean, have an Arby's punch card? No, I, I mean, I definitely liked it when I was little, but if that's. What was your go-to? I can't even remember. It was probably like chicken fingers. Like I wouldn't get like a French dip or something as like yeah. a six-year-old, so. I don't know. I mean, my question is, do you think it's like a standard basic French fry vodka or if it's going to be like spicy curly fry vodka? I mean, if they have any intelligence, it should be their spicy curly fry vodka, because that at least is a little signature, you know, because, you know, no one has ever been like, I can't wait to go to Arby's. Stop, you know, or, or if, if you want to continue, I can't wait to go to Arby's and get some of them curly fries like nobody has ever said that. Again, it's a last resort option. It is, I'm in a rest area. There's not another one for 57 miles. My options is a Dunkin' Donuts or Arby's, and I have to get Arby's because otherwise I'll be hungry 
And then you go, let me try this Arby's. And then you eat it. And then you probably get, you know, some sort of food poisoning or diarrhea shortly thereafter. And then you don't eat it for a long time after that. So that's, that's what that is. I just, I don't, I don't understand that strategy of being like, hey, I know we're Arby's. I know we're hurting. You know, we can't be doing well. I know we're hurting, but let's go into the vodka game, which, as we know, is doesn't have enough competition as it is. You know, the the companies like Absolute and Smirnoff that have been there for 90 years are struggling to make a profit because that's the thing about vodka. If you look back on vodka, it is a very interesting story. And I guess it's like this with a lot of spirits. But it definitely becomes that way with vodka that I can think of, which is they have a moment when they burst onto the scene where they become the only option, kind of like the the top shelf option. You know, like back in, I think, like the 50s or something, when, when Smirnoff came out, it was like if you watch Mad Men, they're drinking Smirnoff. That's like a that's like a high, high shelf, top shelf, top quality vodka is the Smirnoff. By the time I got to college, Smirnoff had like another revival where it was like cool with kids, but it wasn't like the best vodka you could get. That was always like Grey Goose, you know, it was always like, oh, that's like the best sort of a thing you can get. And then, you know, it became absolute, was hot for a second. Then all of a sudden Tito's blew up and was everywhere. And now Tito's is like ridiculously overpriced and insane. So all of these vodkas kind of go through this thing. And then once they're out of the way, like, no one's like, I can't wait to drink some Svetka. You know, that's not a, you either drink, like, a, a Georgie and the Alexi sh- shit swell, you know, well vodka, or you you have your vodka that you like, and then that's the one you kind of tend to stick to. I feel like vodka drinkers are pretty loyal. What do you, what vodka do you like, Nicole? Not a big vodka fan myself. Um, my second question for you about this vodka, though, is, I guess, maybe a scenario, perhaps, as the resident mixologist. Mm-hmm. That is how I'm known in most circles. Go right. Ahead. If you have the French fry vodka, what are you mixing it with to make a cocktail? Ooh, okay. French fry vodka. So we got potato. So what goes so instantly? You know, I watch a lot of these shows like Chopped and all these other things. And I go like, how do they come up with these inventive dishes? And this is the way, this is what my brain would do. So I go French fry vodka, right? What goes good? with french fries that's the ingredients you want to add in to the you know to the mixer to make a great cocktail so what goes with french fries we got we got ketchup that's going to be a tough sell so we got to get the ketchup out of there um french fries and gravy very underrated but good cheese that's going to be again tough in a drink um what else what else goes good with french fries burgers so that you got you got a meat you got a lettuce None of these things are drinkable. Uh, what else goes good with French fries? Uh, salt? Okay, here's what we're doing. We're making a spicy vodka paloma. So that is a paloma is, 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 uh, is tequila, and it's uh, grapefruit, and it's uh, a soda, and there's just a spice in there with like a little salt. We're going to do that, but we're going to do that with vodka, with the French fry vodka, okay? And then we're going to take a little uh, a grapefruit in there, make it a little spicy to make it, maybe that's the seasoning of the fries that makes it spicy. And then we'll mix in a little of that. You know, like potatoes are pretty versatile, I feel like. And that's what a lot of vodka is usually made from, either like corn or potatoes or some shit like that. So 
that's what I'll probably do. I'll do a spicy French fry Paloma. And then as like a shot, as like a chaser of it, you'll have the actual cocktail drink like this. And then as a chaser, I'll just have a ramekin of ketchup. (laughs) And then you can just fucking shoot back your ketchup and then curdle into and then go and drink the rest of that. You actually have to take the chaser first and then you do and then you do the drink. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's going to be it. Nicole, any more questions about Arby's? No, that's it. I'm satisfied. All right. Me too. So we got it, folks. We got to the bottom of it. But speaking of drinks, this transitions perfectly into a real, a real specific fuck that person. Okay. And that is people who take the drinks they brought to a house party with them when they leave. You know what I'm talking about? You come to a party, you'd be like, hey, I brought a six pack or I brought some beers for everybody. And then you put it in the fridge. And then when you go to leave, you go back into their fridge and take the things you didn't drink with you. Fuck that person, okay? You're a loser, you're cheap, you're tacky. I don't like you, all right? Get out of here. You, if you bring something to a party, it stays at the party. That's it. That's all there is to it. I understand. I remember in college, we used to do that. We'd get like a 30 rack, a Bud Light. We'd show up and then we'd leave and like bring the 18 beers with us in our way home because we were poor and we wanted to keep the good times rolling. But as an adult, if you're over 25, you gotta leave it there. You can't go being like, I brought this bottle of vodka. We didn't finish it. I'm just gonna put this in my coat and get out of here because... The people that are throwing the party have invited you in. They have no, for sure, spent a lot of money preparing the party, gathering things, if nothing else, just cleaning and making the place look presentable for you to come over, and they're entertaining you. The least you could do, you cheap piece of shit, is leave the six Bud Light Limes that you decided to bring with you and leave it for the party. I was at a party on Halloween, and I, and I brought a bunch of beers. But that's a good thing, too, about going to a party is you can really empty your fridge. You know what I'm saying? You ever have those like I had beers in my fridge that have been there since sometime in 2009, I believe, just like back of the fridge. Someone brought it over my house at a house party and it's beer I don't drink and will never. It's like a spicy porter aged on oats or something like that. And I'm like, I'll never drink this. So what you do is you you go in the back of your fridge. You bring all the shit that you don't want in that fridge anymore. That's alcohol. You bring that to a house party. okay? so now you show up. You're looking like a hero. You're like, look at me. I got all these things. I got I got seven different types of craft beer. I got Bud Lights that are old and expired, but don't check under the can. I got a bunch of different things. I'm going to put them all in your fridge. And then you don't have to drink any of them. But the people who brought us, like, look at Mike, bringing a bunch of stuff. So you look like a good guy and you empty your fridge. And then you just start drinking the stuff that other people brought, which is what I did. And then I go to leave. And then as I left the person's house that I was at, they texted me and they go, hey, you left your drinks here. And I go, no, that is, I, what I wanted to say was, no, that's your problem now. But I was like, no, keep it. I don't, money's no object. You just throw that out there. You know, like, hey, you keep it. That's the least I could do. Enjoy it. But really, I'm like, your problem now, bitch. You know, like that's, uh, did you see me cowered out of saying bitch, you know? <laughs> and then I said it anyway, but I like, 
Bish, I wish Bish really caught on more in the public. It had a hot minute there where it was top of the world. And then uh, I think who, who, there was a rapper who said that, right? Who was that? Somebody was like, get the fuck up out my way, Kendrick? Bish. What? Kendrick? Yes, it was probably Kendrick. Where's that? Where's that guy been? Hey, Kendrick, we fucking need you. All right. We've needed you since the police brutality protests of last year. And everyone's like, Kendrick's going to come and save the day. And then where's he been? <laughs> Nowhere. You know what I say to that? Damn. You know? Just Kendrick, be humble and don't sit down, stand up and be like, here's the song and it's going to be all right. And this is a mad city, but we got this because Pyros and Crips, Pyros, a.k.a. Travis Scott in Madison Square Garden (laughs) and Crips, which is how you'll be crippled if you drink the Arby's French fried vodka, all got along. They'll gun you down by the end of this song. So. That's what I do. Um, but, the, that, but, but again, to go back to the, the fuck that person who brings drinks. It, Nicole, please tell me you don't, bring your, you don't bring your party gifts home with you when you leave the party. No, I've never done that or seen someone do that. But I do get really sad if I bring snacks that don't really get eaten and I can't bring them home. True. That's true. Um, but here's the, this is the same type of person. The type of person who brings the drinks home with them that they got is the same person that has to split the check down to the cent. You know, these people where all of a sudden they start doing that math where they're like, okay, I actually only had two soups and a Pepsi. You had a burger with a side of Arby's spicy curly fries. So you have to pay a little bit more and I'm not leaving the same amount of tip as you because I didn't pay. Those people, if you're one of those people, and you're like, this is just how I live my life. I'm fair and I'm an accountant by day. We all hate you. Even your friends, especially your friends, hate you. We talk about you behind your back. We don't like you. Here's what you do if you're an adult. You go out to dinner with somebody. Let's say there's four of you, two couples. You go out to dinner. I don't care if I had a cheese plate and you had surf and turf with a key lime pie and a bottle of wine. When those two credit cards, one from each couple, come flying into the middle, we're splitting it down the middle. That's what happens. That's the adult thing to do. It's not, I'll put 75 on your card, you put 90 on my card, I'll leave $6 more. Just throw the cards in and let the chips fall where they may. Yes, maybe you'll pay a little bit more than I did, or maybe I'll pay a little bit more. If you're friends, it's going to happen again. Maybe next time you're going to have more to eat and then I'll be paying more and that's fine. You know, that's why I like to do that. I like to go out with people who don't drink and then I go and I get six cocktails and they get a salad and I go, well, listen, we're splitting it down the middle. What are you not an adult? And then like, no, I'm an adult because I don't drink and I have my life together. And I'm like, okay, well, then that's what we're going to do. And then, you know, and then they stop going out to dinner with me. But That's how I make the most of my friendships. (laughs) That's what I'll do. Nicole, do you, are you a person who cuts it down to the scent or do you just throw the card in, let the chips fall where they may? No, that bothers me a lot. Cause usually if I'm like going out with my friends to eat or get a coffee, I'm like, you know, I'll just get it. Like it all comes out in the wash. Like someone else is going to get it next time. It's not something that really needs to be discussed. It all comes out in the wash. You see that? Just a classic Nicoleism. you know, it all gets cleaned. With OxyClean. That's our first sponsor. 
OxyClean. Um, man, oh man. Now, I have so many... This is great, because by the way, we got a ton of questions from listeners. And thank you very much for doing that. Again, I will remind you, uh, go to snarky, uh, email snarkypodcast at gmail.com with grievances, things that annoy you, um, you know, stories in the news and pop culture that you think are worth me ranting about or you want to hear my opinion about. Send them to me. We got a bunch this week I'm going to try and get to. I'm very excited. And uh, also, again, we're a brand new podcast. This is episode seven. So if you want to live to see episode 10, okay, if you want to have this continue, leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you don't have an Apple ID, just sign up for one, you weird Google Play Android weirdo. Uh, do that, you know, spread the word, tell some friends about the show. And again, the audio version of the show comes out 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesdays, right? But what I would also recommend is checking out the YouTube, youtube.com slash Comedy. Go to my YouTube channel. While you're there, maybe check out my comedy special, Rage Against the Routine. And while you're there, 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays, I put out the snarky video episode. And I think that, to me, is kind of the way it needs to be consumed. Like, I, if you're welcome to listen while you're driving. I totally get it and stuff. But if you're not watching the show at some point, you're missing a ton because there's a lot that goes on with my face that I think leads to excellent comedy. There's there's uh, the drink that you get to see. There's also an incredible amount of graphics that Nicole is doing. She's putting in, I mean, tens of hours of work a week. So if you don't see these graphics, you're wasting her time. Do you really want to waste Nicole's time like that? I didn't think so. So go watch it on YouTube. It premieres most times. I'll be there in the chat, chilling with you guys. There's a live chat component. It's, it's a good time. So come check that out. And again, share it with a friend. Tell some people about it. Listen to my other podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. Here's a scenario with Mike Cannon and Brendan Sagalow. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash scenario pod. If you love this show, you will love Here's a Scenario. And if you love Here's a Scenario and the show, you will love the Patreon because the Patreon has bonus episodes of Here's a Scenario. It's got a ton of early access and stuff. It also has a like almost 20 to 25 minute bonus episode of Snarky per week where I answer and rant on topics given by Patreon members. And it's fantastic. It's sometimes that shit, we say some wild stuff on there because again, it's behind the paywall. You can get on there as little as $5 a month. It's great. Check it out. Again, patreon.com slash scenario pod. So now you've got a week a week's worth of work to do. You have to go so leave a five-star review, subscribe to my YouTube, watch the YouTube, go to Here's the Scenario, subscribe to Here's the Scenario, join the Patreon. And then also you gotta follow Nicole, which is at Nicole C. Lyons. Bam. And you gotta come see me live. Come see me live. I've got stand-up dates coming in. Uh this the next one I want you guys to come to. If you are in Seattle. Please come. I'm headlining Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle, December 10th and 11th. What's awesome about that is a couple things. Number one, that's my birthday. It'll be a birthday weekend. So please, if for no, if you weren't going to come out before, now come out to not leave me alone on my birthday. That would be a sad, terrible thing for you to do if you lived in Seattle. Uh, there's four shows. It's going to be great. Tickets are, are on sale now. Again, you can get them at Mike Feeney Comedy. 
com, and then check my website for more dates. I got stuff coming up in Boston, in Arlington, in uh, in in Connecticut, and in uh, Maryland. So all that is going to be a lot of like early 2022 stuff and uh, North Carolina. So a lot of stuff coming up. This is all very exciting. And, uh, you know, thank you for watching this show so far. Look at this, Nicole. I've purposely, I've not purposely, I've perfectly drank half of my drink at the halfway mark of the show. Huh. Who would have thought Nicole's drink's been empty for an hour? Um, <laughs> my eyes are closed. Yeah. There are, now, before we get into some of these questions from, uh, from fans that have listened, and again, starkypodcast at gmail.com. There were some things that happened this past weekend at Skankfest, which it was in Houston, which was wild. It was the other comedy festival, the one that didn't have trampling to death. Um, the other festival that was happening in Houston that same weekend. There were some things that I saw and listened to our, the Patreon episode. We really go into one of the wild nights that we had on Saturday. And boy, was it wild. But some quick things that were real fun to me. On the way to Skankfest, we're in LaGuardia, we're getting ready to board, I run to the bathroom, and as I'm going, I'm at the urinal, I hear someone just puking their guts up. Mind you, this is a 6 a.m. flight, okay? So someone is puking every piece of the inside of them out, right? And they're throwing up. And as they're puking, somebody on the loudspeaker comes out and goes like, this is a final boarding call for flight 261 to Kentucky. And while they say final boarding call, you can hear the guy puking, like stifle his puke to hear that. And then I swear to God, once he hears final boarding call, he goes, fuck me! Like that, like he, he... That was his flight that he was missing and he wanted to catch the flight, but was so obviously couldn't stop puking in order to leave the stall. But just that fuck like it was it was no sooner he got the K in fuck that you just heard a pitcher of water hit the toilet bowl. And it was real fun. It, is there anything better than when you're not puking and you hear someone puking, having a bad time? You're like, this is going to be a fun trip. You know, this is going to be great. And I guess that guy missed his flight. I don't know what happened to him, but, you know, not my problem, all right? Then we get on the plane. Again, early morning flight. Very few rules on an early morning flight. The most important is keep your shade all the way down. And that's it. You keep the shade down, and we don't have to have everybody sleeping. 96% of the plane is sleeping. And if you, are a person who keeps the shade up on a morning flight with the face of the sun beaming in through the entire plane, you're a stinker. How about that, huh? You fucking stink. Everybody hates you, all right? I had that before on a morning flight where the guy two seats over from me, bright face of the sun, he was asleep with an eye mask on, and I reached over and closed it. He woke up reopened it i said hey can you can you close you have an eye mask on can you close it it's the brightest thing ever it's a solar flare happening inside of this plane and he goes no i'd prefer to have it open and you're like 
then you know what? Keep your eye mask off and stare out the window the entire flight. Stare into the face of the sun. Otherwise, fuck yourself. How about that, pal? And he's like, he tried to play the like, I get nervous on airplanes. I like to see out. I don't like getting claustrophobic. I will open the emergency exit door at 14,000 feet and kill us all. Okay? I will kill every last one of us because you won't put that shade down. Is that the blood you want on your hands? I won't need to worry about it. I'll be dead. All right? But I'll do it in memory of you. And then when we crash into the Pacific Ocean, many people will be like, why did he do it? Was it some sort of terrorist attack? And then I'll have sent out a tweet as we were spiraling towards the earth saying, you know, what's up, everybody? Just a heads up, you know, like Snarky's going to be late this week because, you know, we're crashing into the ocean. And also, I did it because this guy won't put his thing on. And every single person in America will go, oh, well, sure. And that's fine. So bye. You know, like they just would be totally OK with it because that guy is worth killing 247 other people because he died, you know, in the crosshairs. So don't keep the window up. Um, oh my God, I forgot about this too. Here's a really, you want to hear an embarrassing story, Nicole? Yes. Listen, I know to you guys, I'm some fucking God that can't, <laughs> I'm untouchable. I don't like how quick you left. I'm on, I'm on this pedestal of like, is he even human? You know, I get it. I get it. I've accomplished a lot, but you know, sometimes I'm reminded that I am a mere mortal after all. And, you know, I'm not a guy who does this a lot, but every once in a while in an airport, when you're chilling, you feel the need to steal. You know, you just things you're getting gouged. You know, they don't really care. What's a pack of gum? You know, something like that. Right. Sagalo and I are walking all around trying to find some goddamn breakfast. And it's so early that the breakfast places aren't even open yet. We walk all the way to the other side of the terminal. To give you perspective, we go from gate 95 to gate six, okay? That's how far we walk with all of our luggage to try and find an H&H bagel spot, all right? We get there. This woman comes in so hot that works there. She like throws her hands up. She goes, you, you can't order any breakfast sandwiches, just bagels and coffee, and that's it. And we're like, all right, that's fine. You know, relax. So we order the bagels. I'm like, give me a bagel with cream cheese. Sagalo's like, let me get a butter bagel, which already it's like, what? You know, like, what? I don't understand the butter bagel people. I understand if you're like, let me get toast with a side of butter. But if like, if you're getting a bagel with butter, like they, they don't, I've never seen a bagel with butter done right. I'll just put it that way. Okay. so. Uh, we get the bagels, we get it all wrapped up, and you have to do a self-checkout. So you know what happens at a self-checkout. You steal. And so I scan the bagel, and then I have a water there. It's like two fifty for a Poland spring. So you're like, that's bad, but it's not the most gougy thing that I've seen at this, I've seen at this place. So I the woman is like hovering, like hovering right over our shoulders. Sagalo doesn't know how to do self-checkout because he's a moron. You know, he's just like staring at it like a, a, a square peg into a round hole. He doesn't know what's going on. So he's he's fumbling. So she starts helping him. I go to scan the water and it makes a beeping noise, but doesn't register. So I go, 
I got this in the bag, baby. I'm stealing this water. So I ring my credit card. I run it all up. And as I get the receipt, she goes, your water didn't come up. She caught me. She caught me dead to right. She goes, your water, you didn't pay for the water. The water didn't come up. So obviously I played dumb and I go, oh, it didn't. That's weird because it's scanned. And she was like, no, she knew. She knew what was happening, right? So I have to pay for it. So I end up getting caught. I pay for it, right? Then I go across. There was another kiosk place where they were selling some to-go beverages. And I was like, they had a Bloody Mary in a can, two shots of vodka. Let's get this trip started on the goddamn right foot. So I go to buy one of those. And we, you know, so we go over to this little table. We set it down. We start to have all of our bagels. If someone else comes running over, you can't sit here. You can't sit here. You got to go back. This, this section isn't open yet. So we go, Jesus Christ. So we pack everything up. We leave. We go back to our fucking gate. Walk all the way back to the gate. I get back to the gate and I realize, mother bitch, I forgot the goddamn water at the table. The water that I tried to steal, I forgot at the, at the table where we got kicked out of. So then I had to, I'm not walking all the way back. I had to go buy a second water. And that same Poland Spring was $4 at the kiosk that was near our gate. So not only did I try to steal a water and get caught, but then I paid for it, forgot it, and bought a second water for double the price. I'm totally fucked. I'm totally mad about it. But I will include a video that has to be shown of Sagalo. This is the only thing that made me feel better about it. Sagalo ate his bagel. It was the worst bagel ever prepared in America. It was butter with a side of bagel. That's what it was. It is. He was able to wring the bagel out and butter is just dripping like a leaky faucet is coming from the bagel. We were crying laughing <laughs> he's eating it over his suitcase and it's getting everywhere his his little fucking sausage fingers are glistening from butter his suitcase has butter on it everything he, he of course got no napkins because again 30 year old child and it's just got it's butter is everywhere and it is just the worst bagel of all time and thank god for that early morning crying episode of laughter because it made me feel a lot better about not uh about about getting caught stealing do you steal in the airport nicole i don't think i've ever stolen from the airport i stole something when i was like six from gander mountain because i'm from, from upstate <laughs> gander mountain because i'm from upstate new york but okay I've what did they sell again. on the mountain that you were able to um it's like a massive store that sells like guns and fishing poles and that's like it. I have no idea Please what else. Please tell they me have. you stole a gun. No, I stole croquis. And croquis? I didn't even Are have those the sunglasses. things that hold your sunglasses? Yes. Yeah. Camo croquis. Camo <laughs> croquis. I didn't own sunglasses. I was uh, maybe I was like 10, but I didn't have sunglasses and I took those for whatever reason. Camo in my shoe. In your shoe? Yeah, but then I had so much Catholic guilt about it that I was, oh, I was still in a car seat at the time, but that gives me no idea of how so old I actually not was. 10, for I'm, sure. No, I was in a car seat until I was like a tween because I'm well, so small. We're going to go ahead and stop the podcast right in its <laughs> fucking tracks and unpack all of that. So let's back up and not gloss over. A tremendous amount of information. 
Number one, you're on Gander Mountain, and you're, which is a shopping outlet that sells guns and camo <laughs> croquis. You decide, I'm going to steal camo croquis, and then you put it in your shoe just in case they do a strip search at one point for the camo croquis, which couldn't have cost more than $6, right? Yeah, then, but I also have to interject to say my shoes were also like dad sandals pretty much, so they were just open. So it was the worst place to hide anything. Did, were you wearing socks with them or something? No. Or just, they were just dangling out pretty the much. side. <laughs> yeah. You just had a leash on the bottom of your sandal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. And then so you you get it, you steal it, the camo croquis, and then you... Go back into the car with your family and you buckle into the <laughs> to the car seat like, you know, for toddlers. But you were you were in a car seat until you were a tween. I'll have to ask my parents, but it was for like a really long time. Like it was far too long. Why? Because I'm very small. You are small, but. It was the law, I guess. I don't know. It was not the law. I tell you that. It's probably just more trauma. Anyways, so I hid the croquis in my car seat and pretended to find it in my car seat as if my parents would be like, oh, that makes sense that it just appeared there. So you're sitting there in your car seat with your little feet bobbing back and forth and you're going like, mama, dada, I'm 12. (laughs) And then you say, mama, look. Camo croquis. And then they're gonna, you think that's gonna sell the lie. Love, love a good children's lie that is so out of any sort of believability, but you're at the time, you're like, it's fucking smooth, you know? Uh, what did they say to that? Well, we were like at, at the time, in somebody's driveway. Like my mom was talking to one of her friends. So I'm like, this is the best time to soften the blow is when she's like with one of her gal pals from the neighborhood. Okay. Um, And she like looked back and I was like, hey, look, like exactly what you said, like just found this. And she was like, Wendy, we got to go and just like peeled out of the driveway and we went home and she was like threatening to send me back into the store to return them. So, of course, I was just like hysterical. I blacked out the rest how it ended, but she just kept the croquis. And did she ever wear them? I don't remember, but I know that she had them for a long time. On I got to be honest. I haven't heard the word croquis in 22 years. I can't even believe that croquis is a term that you use with a regularity in which you're saying it is with, as if it's not supposed to be that a very obscure niche thing. <laughs> Good old camo croquis. That's that's Nicole's new name, everybody. Nicole. <laughs> Good old camo croaks. That's what we'll call her going forward. Uh, you got to change your Twitter handle to cam at camo croakies. I will not. That is fantastic. And the car seat thing. That is just I picture you going on your first date and then your date buckling you in in the backseat, driving you to the movies. I mean, some people might think that's hot. Yeah. I Getting mean, there's definitely in. a section. Dalia, perhaps, you know, there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable charactered people, a lot of to catch a predator uh, victims. Uh, well, not victims, but uh, uh, predators would really would really find that. Yeah, you would be a good like I'm making cookies. Come on in. You know, that kind of a thing. You'd be good at that. I would love to do that. It would be fun to gotcha a good old predator, you know, 
because you don't feel bad for them. Um, wow. I mean, that was, that like jarred me that in such, on so many different levels. Even the word croquis. I'm like, I'm, I don't even, haven't gotten over it. Um, speaking of stealing though, uh, this also happened at Skankfest. I had a, uh, I had a, a listener, a fan come up to me at one point during the festival, the last night. And I was walking into the green room and we were in the main showroom and there was a bar there, like a cash bar. And, you know, the green room is filled with booze uh, for free booze and stuff. But then there's also a cash bar for the people who are the fans. And we don't comics don't go to that unless you want to pay for your drinks. And I had uh, a person who, you know, was a fan and listens. She came over and she was like. Mike, how are you? Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I said, hi, we hugged. And then she was like, I got you this. And she handed me a full bottle of tequila. A full bottle, like unopened, plastic still on it. And I, it's, it's like 11 at night. So I know there's no way she's been carrying this full bottle of tequila around all day in the hopes that she runs into me, right? So I go, oh, thank you. Like, where did you get this? And then she points to the bar. She points to the bar where it's like an opening where you could just go behind the bar and steal it. And then, and I go, oh, did you take this from the bar? And then she goes, shh, shh, shh it's fine, it's fine. And then po- like pushes me into the green room, like the, you know, the private comics only area. He's like, you're good, you're good, just take it, just take it. And then I had to walk into the green room with a stolen bottle of tequila, and then I found somebody that works there, and I'm like, can you please go give this back to the bar? Because there's cameras everywhere, and I don't want to be a piece of shit stealing from the venue, who, by the way, is giving us free bottles of tequila inside of the thing. Like, we're able to drink it, but it's like, I had to give it back to somebody. So to the person who gave me the stolen bottle of tequila, thank you, but also, what you doing? You know, like, just... We could have just taken a picture. That would have been great too. I feel like, but uh, I didn't know what to do. It was a wild. It was a wild scene, Skankfest. I tell you. Um, we also did the Irish Goodbye Beer Pong Tournament, which was crazy. We did the Irish IGP BPT RIP, and we that was such a shit show. We we got we did so many crazy things. We we were supposed to have twenty six teams, and we had one of the staff members help us sign up and she used to be an old IGP listener Kristen Kennedy uh, she she was working as a volunteer for Skankfest so she's like I'll spearhead the whole beer pong tournament and we go great you're organized sign up 26 teams she comes back there's like 47 teams signed up immediately so that obviously represents a number of problems we eventually whittle it down we go everybody else's alternates we do the first round of of people and it was like i think 42 teams or something we whittle it down and then the next round after round one there was still like 38 teams left and you're like how is that possible literally it was single elimination we should have half the amount of people we have two-thirds the amount of people i don't understand how any of that happened then as it started whittling down more and more in the beer punk tournament we had an uneven amount of teams somehow. I don't know how that works. So we had to get, we had to dr- bring in an alternate team and stuff. But we, the winners were getting uh, $100 cash and four pairs of uh, underwear from Sheath who was sponsoring the events. So 
um, what we did was we had everybody, and you know, Mike and I would walk around doing live commentary on as it was, you know, uh, as it was happening. So, um, you know, that's all going on. And then when the people, when it came down to the final table, uh, Richard and Emilio, they were the winners of it. And Richard and Emilio, once they won, their prize was they got to, uh, they got to face off against Mike and I. That's we were kind of like the boss level of of the thing. So they yeah, they won, and he, we would tell them we're like you won a hundred dollars and you won four p- free pairs of underwear, but we know the location of the hundred dollars and the four free pairs of underwear, and in order to get that information, you gotta beat us. And so we set it up six cups to six cups. Immediately, I sink the first throw that I make, and that's such a great feeling, especially when there's a crowd of people around you. And we've won every single year in the beer punk tournament. Mike hasn't drank in a couple of them, but we're still winning, you know. So there is this pressure on us to be like we're the fucking boss level. So we sink the I sink the first cup. The next, then Mike and I proceed to miss our next thirty-two shots. I think they start making cups. It was it was two cups or three cups to like five cups. We were there for a while. Then Mike gets hot. He starts sinking. I think he sunk like three or four cups in a row. We get down to it. It gets down to the one cup versus one cup. So there's intrigue, there's drama, there's pressure. And they are like, everyone, every shot is bouncing just off the rim. It's it's like rimming out and falling. A lot of people are living and dying on every single pitch, uh, every single throw. And then... Eventually, I fucking lined it up. And I've never been a guy who gets the last cup in. That's my one weakness is the last cup. I'm good first cup. I'm good at bouncing. Never the last cup. And this time I went, popped it in that last cup, told them to fuck right off. And we kept the $100 and the four pairs of under. No, we didn't. We gave it to them. We gave it to them. But we are still undefeated at Skankfest. So next year, Skankfest, if you're there and you want to play us in the beer bong tournament, we are ungoddamn defeated. I think five years now and running or four years, however many years Skankfest has been. So um, that's fantastic. And thank you very much to Richard and Emilio and everybody who played. And congratulations on winning. Um, man, there's still so many more things I want to talk about. And I didn't even get to... Any of these questions yet, Nicole? But we have to end soon. One thing I'm going to tell about, I'm going to tell one more thing about Skankfest. I'll get to one of these questions, and then the rest of your questions I'll get to next week because we're recording two episodes next week. So keep sending in a bunch of your things because we got I got stuff from Curtis, I got stuff from Nick, I got stuff from Elliot. I mean, we we got we got plenty. It's going to be great. But I got to tell one more thing that happened in Skankfest because it might have been my favorite besides Saturday night when we all just hallucinated together. Um, I saw. It's just one of the more beautiful things ever. It was a guy at probably midnight or 1 a.m. who was drunk, definitely from Skankfest, and probably on a thousand other things. And the police, he was outside of the venue and outside of the kind of like fenced off area Skankfest was. He was about a block away. And the police were talking to him and kind of like looking like they were about to handcuff him. There was multiple cops around him. And I had no context. This is all the context I have. It's just what I heard as I walked by. And he goes, am I being detained? Which is such like a fun thing that in 2021 people say where you're like, am I being detained? Well, then I'm out of here. Like that was the kind of thing. And this guy, you know, he obviously listens to like part of the problem or whatever the hell. He's like a big like I know my rights advocate or whatever. So this drunk guy goes, 
Officers, officers, am I being detained? And the officer said, yes, stop asking that. Which to me is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life because he had no follow-up. He just goes, yes, stop asking that. And the guy was like, oh, all right. You know, like he didn't know what to... Whenever anyone in a movie or TV show says, am I being detained? What always happens is like, no, you're free to go. And then they leave, and then that's what it is. But in this case, the guy goes, yes, stop asking that. And that was the funniest thing I might have seen all weekend. I think the guy got arrested. Who knows? He's probably dead. But um, just the best. Just the absolute, absolute best. Um, I got so much more to get into. I'm so excited that we're going to do episodes, because I have a little more stuff from Skankfest I want to talk about. But I want to at least get to um, one of these fan questions. I was supposed to spend the last half hour of the show talking about fan questions, Nicole. And here I am being a loosey goosey talking my ear off, you know, can you talk your own ear off? You can only talk other people's ears off, I guess. All right. I got to finish this. Um, let's find one. Cause Curtis sent in a bunch, which are fantastic. Um, Nick sent a couple, um, and Elliot sent one. Okay. Let's do Elliot's. Let's do Elliot's. This is this is also kind of topical. Elliot sent a news article that said more than 25,000 tons of COVID-related PPE materials has entered the oceans. So I guess people are just taking their masks off and chucking them into the Atlantic. I don't know how they're getting in the ocean, but um they said that 75% of that is likely to wash up on beaches before the end of this year. And again, don't know how that's happening, especially with all the PPE stuff, but that kind of makes beaches the safest place in the world, doesn't it? Like the sand, the beach, the ocean, they, they have to wear PPE because they're not eligible for the vax yet. So the ocean's like, listen, man, I'm just trying to play it safe, all right? Don't fucking judge me. And they're just wearing millions and millions of masks that are floating. Can you imagine the hell of just trying to go to the beach and swim and there's just used face masks all around with like people's makeup stains and fucking coffee breath stains on it? Oh my God, will that ruin my... I don't even care about the Fukushima nuclear reactor fucking spill that is changing all of the fish into three-eyed mercury-poisoning monsters that we're all eating and gonna probably die of like an extreme radiation cancer from. I don't want somebody's gross face mask in the ocean. Do you ever see like... I'm okay with a... If somebody was... if If there was a fish that had been torn to shreds by, let's say, a shark or a barracuda or something like that. And it was all like had the pieces of its flesh kind of like loose and flowing and came by you and it touched it. and It was all scaly and like a little bloody. And you'd be like, ew, that would be I would take that fish out and kiss it on the lips before I would be okay with a single Band-Aid floating in the ocean. You ever see a Band-Aid? float in a pool in in anything if there was a used band-aid it could be clean because it was in the water that whole time so it doesn't have the like the blood stains on it it doesn't matter a floating band-aid is the most repulsive thing because now you're like 
There is an open wound here somewhere. Someone, one of these monsters, has an open wound that they chose to cover up moments before entering this water, and now it's being spread. You know it's not closed. No one's putting a Band-Aid over a scab. There is an open, gushing, oozing, pussing, bleeding wound that is I am sharing a body of water with. And that, to me, is disgusting, as disgusting as a PPE mask floating in the water. Nicole, what say you? Um, can you remember seeing something like a Band-Aid floating past you? Like the grossest thing you maybe saw hundreds at a of beach times. or a pool? I've seen it hundreds. Every time I see a Band-Aid, you ever like swim underwater and you have like a little face mask on and you're like, woo, this is great. I'm like snorkeling in a pool. And then there's just that Band-Aid that's like four feet below the surface, just kind of sitting there floating. And you immediately just go, like I just, I, I start, it, the vomit, it's, it's as if it's at the ready in my stomach waiting to see a Band-Aid floating in water and then it comes right up to the surface like a trapdoor. If someone puked underwater in a pool, I'd be less grossed out than a floating Band-Aid because I don't know what the Band-Aid belongs to and now everybody is a suspect. And that I don't care for. So, you know, that's the end, I guess, of the show. I mean... I don't know. I, I I I guess the only thing that would gross me out more would be like if someone's like pad, you know, if like a used pad was floating. And that's just kind of the pussy band-aid, really, if you think about it. It's just a, a bigger, bloodier, disgusting band. Ugh. All right. I we gotta end this show. Um the Pussy Band-Aid is now the title of the episode. Pussy Band-Aid, yes. It will not do well in the SEO, but it was Pussy Band-Aid. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, Curtis and Nick, uh, I will get to, your, get to your topics next week. And again, please send more because I've, there's been so much that I've talked about and there's so much more I still have to talk about, but we need constant influx of stuff. Send it again, snarkypodcast at gmail.com. Next week, I'm going to tell more stuff from Skankfest and uh, get into a lot more things that bother me. But until then, from Nicole and I and our empty drinks, sayonara, sucker. That's not a thing I say. It's not a thing I'm going to say. I'm going to redo that goodbye. <laughs> what do you think about that? Sayonara, sucker? That's, that came out of my mouth, and I can't take it back. So, you know what? Doubling down, Travis Scott style. Sayonara, suckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs>